Yeah. I'm feeling this right now. I'm feeling this. Okay. I like this music right here, y'all. Yeah. All right, so everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Real Sports Show, season three, episode part two, on podcast format. Y'all know y'all can find the show on iHeartRadio. Y'all can find the show on Apple iTunes, Spotify. Anywhere podcasts are made, you can find the sports show right there on there. I want to thank everybody that made left comments down there on the um, podcast. As of lately, you know, I want to give a shout out to them. You know, uh, thank y'all for the ratings of the show. Y'all be giving us five star ratings on the show. I appreciate that. You know, a lot of love coming from the fan base out there. I really do appreciate you guys. You know, I want to thank everybody that came in and did a commercial break for the show. You know, we got one person right now, but we got more commercial breaks coming in with people promoting their business on the show. Um, I want to thank every special guest that I've had on the show coming live on the show, though. You know, um, I got another big guest coming on here um, on the show coming up very, very soon to a theater near you all. And um, hope you all entertain, I mean, enjoy and entertain that show. And uh, give me some big ratings on that show, too, as well, though. It's coming up very, very soon. Like I said, it's coming. Um, but y'all know how it is. I'm the host tonight, y'all. Y'all know I'm Mark, a.k.a. The Vet, live in the building. And we and, and I got a good show for y'all tonight. I really, really do. Well, tonight slash tomorrow morning, I really do got some good stuff for you guys today. And, and and we're going to start it off with the NFC East. We're just going to start it off there. And we're going to work our way from there all the way down to yesterday's games. We're going to work it all the way around the block. You know, um, I want to break down the NFC East right now. And I want to tell y'all how I really feel about it. Just for a second. Just for a millisecond. Can I just be real with y'all for a millisecond, just for a second out of the uh, time frame? I just want to be real. The NFC East has went from being a dominant force in the NFL that a lot of people in a lot of other divisions were scared of the NFC East because they never knew what was going to come out the East in the NFL. And now we have gone down the drain into being... One of the most sorriest divisions in the league today. Where our number one teams that's tied for number one right now are one and two. One and two. And that is the Washington football team and that is the Dallas Cowboys are tied for first place. The only reason why Washington has the number one spot right now it's only because we beat the Philadelphia Eagles in the beginning of the season. That's it. 
the Dallas Cowboys really are number one. And I mean, only reason why they're number two and they're tied for the division is because they got one win. One win over the sorry Atlanta Falcons, the sorriest team in the league right now who allows teams to come back off of 30 points, being 20 points being down and allow them to win a game. Allowed them to win a game and they were 20 down. So, you know, I, I just really want to say, you know, that's the only reason why we're tied right now for first place. We're tied for first place because we're one and two. The top two teams in the NFC East are one and two. Starting out the season. Starting out the season at three games. Where you have the Philadelphia Eagles. Who are 0-2-1. Who tied their game up against this past this Sunday. This past Sunday. They tied up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Who's a rookie team kind of compared to the Philadelphia Eagles who are playing with injuries just coming about on their team? They're starting to look at the Washington football team last year and the year before that and the year before that with injuries just occurring out of nowhere. Carson Wentz is not looking like himself at all. We see glimpses, we see shine, but. Nothing is coming about after the game. Once the smoke clears, the Philadelphia Eagles have lost or have tied. And don't even let me get it started. Don't let me get started on the New York Giants. Danny Dimes look like Danny Pennies. Danny Dimes look like Danny Pennies. Daniel Jones, for y'all that don't know who Danny Dimes is, Danny Dimes look like Danny Pennies. They just lost their star running back, Saquon Barkley. You know, and and the team looks horrendous. It looks horrendous. They're 0-3. I know what everybody's saying, that this is just the beginning of the season, but they look horrendous in this division. This division is not even being feared. They're not even being feared going down the road with so many injuries coming about, with so many things just coming about. You don't know. This division is sorry this year. Now, I know each and every last division goes through their woes moment, but this division has become the sorriest division in the league today. All the way up to today, this league has become, this division has become sorry. With the Dallas Cowboys trying to fight for a win, and they still come up losing. The Washington football team is all over the place a little bit. Our fan base is all over the place a little bit. They want Dwayne Haskins' head, which is going to bring me to my next segment in a minute. But let's just talk about this East. We don't know what the East is going to shape up to be. 
in the next games coming down the road, we don't know what the East, and I'm scared of the East because I don't know who's going to pull it out at the last minute. Will it take eight and eight? Would it take a, 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 a what would it take? Will it be a four and 12 unit this year? We don't know. This, this whole entire year is still above us. It's still upon us. It's still, it's still not a clear future just yet on who's going to take the division. A lot of people are betting on the Dallas Cowboys to still take the division. A lot of people still are. But this division right now is going through their woes at the beginning of a season that nobody even knew was going to take this many blows. Nobody knew coming into this division this season that they were going to take a big woe at the beginning. We're going up against other teams from outside divisions. And, and the NFC East is taking their biggest woes. They're taking shots at the NFC East and they're winning. You got young quarterbacks beating older vets, beating veterans in the game. You got rookie versus rookie and the one rookie is making the other rookie look nice. And I'm and and if you want to know what rookie I'm really talking about, he's not a really a rookie, he's a one-year vet now. I'm talking about Kyler Murray. Dwayne Haskins. I mean, let's go. Dak Prescott fighting for a contract. He's throwing over 400 yards, and Dallas is only picking up one win. Zeke is not eating anymore. They found the, they have found a way. Defenses have found a way to shut down Zeke again, and they paid him a lot of money. They paid him a hell of a lot of money before they paid their quarterback. But like I told y'all, let's be real a minute, just for a millisecond. We are dealing with the East. That is not competitive anymore. We are dealing with an East that has no fire left in them. They already burnt out their starters. But maybe, just maybe, maybe this is just a taste. Maybe this is just them getting their legs filled out. Come on, vet. You, you got to know that the season ain't over yet. You got to know that the future is still upon them. You got to know that you got to go past six games to see what they're really about. We only at the beginning of the season. This might not be the future of the teams going forward. There might be a future. There might be a clear path. There might be something going forward that we don't know about yet. There might not be, there, there might be something at the end of this road that might tell us that the East might come out to be superior than they are now. We just don't know yet. We're looking into the future like we're looking past the coronavirus already. Is it because of the fan base not being in there? Is it because of something else not being around? What is it? What is it? 
So I'm gonna go into um my next segment of the show. The next part of the show, we're gonna talk about Dwayne Haskins and the Washington football team just for a millisecond here, everybody. Just for a millisecond. Just for a minute. I got the whole entire fan base chatting with me, telling me that, you know, hey, man, they need to get rid of Dwayne Haskins, man. He don't need to be the starter no more. Like, man, he is, he is just terrible. He is horrible. He threw three. He had four turnovers in one game, and they're not looking too good. Coming from a man that just threw three interceptions in the last game, in this one game, that cost us the game. Turnovers really did cost us this game. In in this process of us trying to win a game, turnovers was the real big ratio in this game. But you got to play mistake-free football. But sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't play like that. Sometimes some defenses just got your number. Sometimes the defenses is just watching your eyeballs. Sometimes... In life, we go through a little thing called a little change in the progress. Sometimes we just look into what we see and we toss the ball right there. And that's what Dwayne Haskins was kind of doing, staring down some receivers downfield. And we just didn't know where to go with the ball. So he just threw the ball where he felt comfortable at into double coverage. Now, mind you, mind you all, this man has only played in eight games, eight or nine games. Last year, he only started in seven games last year, and we still didn't do that. We didn't go out the way we wanted to last year, though. But this year, we went out, we started out okay. Dwayne still has a little bit of fire left in him, but we keep poking at his confidence level. It's going down. We keep trying to get at his head that he sucks, and we might start believing that he really does suck and he really doesn't. You don't want a situation where we send a player that is good and fresh to another team where he excels expectations. Where he's not a bum anymore. We have gotten rid of every quarterback that we have ever had, some good, some bad. We have went through 20 quarterbacks in the past 15 years, 20, 15 to 20 years that we've been here. We went through 20 quarterbacks with Kirk Cousins having the longest strain of quarterbacks that we have had. Kirk Cousins was the longest one. Jason Campbell had four starts. I mean, four, you know, four years. Maybe three. I should say three. RG3 had his chance, got injured. Wasn't the same anymore. Kirk comes in the game, not the same anymore. Colt McCoy comes in the game, not the same anymore. We get a veteran quarterback, Alex Smith, who gets hurt, not the same anymore. But we were six and three when Alex Smith, before he left the field, we were six and three. A lot of people want to go back to that season though when we were six and three. But why is it that 
when we get somebody young, fresh, off the boat, that could potentially grow in this league, we're so ready to get rid of them. Why, Washington? Why? And I thank you. I thank, I want to thank Ron Rivera for saying this last night in his press conference. I don't give a GD, and I'm going to sum it up a little bit in my own terms. He don't give a GD about what the press has to say. He is sticking with Dwayne Haskins going forward. He is making accidental woes. Yes, he is. Are we still learning? Yes, we are. Are we still growing as a football team? Yes, we are. Are we still able to win football games? Yes, we are. And the biggest point right now is we got to take care of the ball. The defense is settling in their own woes right now, though. But we're still trying to get advanced in the game. We're still trying to make it in this game today. Offense, we got to play game managing timing. Not always just fastball, fastball, fastball. Put the points on the board. No, sometimes we got to play smart football. Sometimes we got to be successful in smart football. And sometimes we got to take care of the ball. All the time, I should say. All the time, we got to take care of that ball. We can't have turnovers. And especially in the game yesterday, where we turned the ball over, the guy fumbles, and they still get the ball back on the field. We allowed them to get the ball back after a fumble recovery. Come on now, Washington. Y'all got to do better than that. And Dallas, I'm taking it to y'all next. I'm taking it to the Dallas Cowboys next. That's my next segment of this show. We got it. Washington, y'all got to get out of the way of yourselves. Yes, we won our first game. Yes, we started off the season 1-0. But you got to stay humble and hungry. When one win is not compared to seven wins. One win is not compared to ten wins in a season. We ain't done a damn thing in years. There's no need to be celebrating on the sidelines at all for a touchdown, an interception, or any damn thing. Fans, you can cheer all the day long because that's something different about our football team. We're getting to the ball. We're getting to the defense. We're scoring touchdowns more than we're scoring field goals this year. We're doing a hell of a lot better than we did last year by only kicking field goals last year at the beginning of the game, starting the game off a little slow. We started the game off this year. Um, we started off the game, you know, against the Cleveland Browns a little bit fast, but we still lost. Maybe the game speed was too fast for the young rookie. Maybe the game speed, we still needed to play up-tempo a little bit for him. But we got to be a game-managing team. We don't win Super Bowls. We don't win playoff games not being a game-managing team. We got to keep them from scoring. We got to keep scoring. We got to keep doing this. No, sometimes it's okay to settle down a little bit in the pocket and run the ball a little bit more. Run that ball until we can't run the ball anymore. Sometimes it's okay to throw some slant plays a little bit across the middle 
and get our and get our uh, offense just rolling a little bit. Let some clock run. Let some game clock just run a little bit. Sometimes that's okay. That's my, how you take the air out of the game a little bit. If we're up 14 points, why are you still trying to score another touchdown and put us up by 21 when we're up by 14? Sometimes it's okay to settle down, let the defense ramp up a little bit more, and we need to let the defense rest. Let them rest. They've been playing outstanding football. Defense has been okay. I'm not mad at none of the defensive players at all this year. Our secondary is still kind of shaky, though, but I'm not mad at our defense. They have stepped up just a tad bit from last season and the season before last. They have stepped up the ramp and they have ramped it up just a little bit. That front that we have on our defensive line, that front defensive line has been playing their asses off. They can't do it every down, but they've been playing their asses off at least in every game that I've seen. In every game that I've seen, they've been playing their asses off. And it's time to give them credit for playing their asses off and give them a break during games. Don't let them get too comfortable, but let them get their game rest just like the offense does. Get the defense off the ball a little bit. Off the field. They don't have to be on the field for 20 damn plays and the offense only gets five. I'll be burnt out too if my defense was on the field 20 damn plays and my offense only running five plays and they're off the field now. Sometimes we got to let a little clock run to help out our defense. Sometimes we got to play game-changing styles of football. Ron, I don't know what it is about this this timeout thing at the last minute of the game to save the game clock, to save this. I think that's kind of smart. If we're down and out and we're down 10 and you're not calling the timeout or we're down 10 at three minutes in the clock, I can understand that. I can understand that. Not calling timeout, saving your timeouts, saving this part of the moment in the game. I kind of understand that a little bit, though, because you're, 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 we already declared that we already kind of took an L. But sometimes that might be a game changer if you call a timeout. And I understand that you're trying to prevent injuries, but sometimes that don't prevent injuries, though. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it does. But we have seen that it, it, it kind of does prevent an injury from occurring. And our defense has taken a major injury loss with Matt Ioannidis gone for the damn season. That is crazy right there, and that is unacceptable. We got to do better. We got to get better. And we got to stay hungry for what we have coming up next. We got to stay hungry. Baltimore is hungry right now. They're losing right now in a game against the doggone Chiefs, which everybody kind of figured this was going to be a shootout, but it's not even a shootout. 21, 27 to 13, I'm sorry, everybody. 27 to 13 in this game on a Monday night. And this is supposed to be a shootout. But, switch to my next segment here, everybody. We're going to talk about the damn Cowboys. 
Let's talk about the Cowboys, who are right now tied for first place right now. We're tied for first place. Who are tied for first place? Dallas, I don't know what it is. Dak has been, you know, I, I, I really don't know what's going on with Dak and the offense. They start off flat. They come up in the second quarter. You try to ramp it up a little bit in the second in, in the second half of the games, and you're trying to come back and win, but you sometimes you just come up short. And it's not that you guys don't have a fight in the game, but you always put up a fight in the game, though. But I just don't know what to say about you guys right now. But I love it that you're losing. I love it that you're losing, and I'm not a really big, I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan at all. But when it, it it's sad to see that you got CD Lamb, you got Amari Cooper who never shows up in away games. You got Michael Gallup who is showing up every game, ready to play, catching passes downfield, ready to play football. Your number two guy, I should say, almost damn near your number one guy, because Amari Cooper ain't catching shit on the, in an away game. But we gotta see we gotta see this offense move. And that's for you Dallas fans. And, I, you know, I don't really say too much nice things about Dallas, though. I have no qualms with nobody on the football team. I just hate the Dallas Cowboys, period. I just hate them. Y'all know I just hate the Dallas Cowboys. They always find some way to tweak something. But everybody kept saying Mike McCarthy was the best thing to the Dallas Cowboys ever since he signed the contract to say he was going to be their next head coach. Everybody was praising Mike McCarthy. Praising Mike McCarthy. Oh, Mike McCarthy going to turn his defense and the offense around. Oh, but it's the same sad story at the end of the season last year that Jason Garrett had. The same sadness that Jason Garrett had. Jason Garrett didn't make it to the playoffs last year. Jason Garrett didn't do this last year. Jason Garrett didn't have our offense rolling last year. But Jason Garrett did a hell of a better job when they were up 20 and kept the lead. Jason Garrett did a hell of a better job than when they were down 10 and came back by 10. I don't know what Mike McCarthy is thinking about, but that's why he's not in that dang on, uh, Green Bay anymore. He's not in Green Bay anymore because it looks like he's a piss poor coach. And if I, and you know, if I had to put any money on it, that this ain't gonna be long. This is not, it's not gonna be too long. And I don't think he's gonna have the rest of the. I think he's gonna go the rest of the year, maybe a year or two, and he's and he's done. I think it was just a fill in for the coach that they really want, or this was just a fill in position for right now until they go get what they want in the coach. And then the Dallas Cowboys can start maybe rolling again with Zeke and Allen, whatever. But the quarterback situation, you got to figure that out right now. You must figure out this quarterback situation, this quarterback scenario here. I say you pay the man and get it out the way. Pay Dak, let Dak get paid his money, and give it to him. He deserves it. He really deserves his money. You paid Zeke, you paid Amari, you paid everybody else, pay Dak. I am a, I, I, I'm just saying, 
pay Dak Prescott. That's all I'm going to say. Pay him. Pay him his money. Let him be the bum that he is, maybe, or maybe be the success rate if, that he is. Pay the man. Give him the extension that he deserves. He's gotten y'all to the playoffs. He did it without Zeke for a couple games, even though he slowed up in a couple games. He's still been able to put up 400-plus yards. This season, he's still been able to put up 400-plus yards. Zeke, not too much. Over 100 yards. Not too much. But this offense starts and goes with the quarterback. This offense starts and moves with the quarterback. So why not just go ahead and pay the man his money and let this man go out there and do what he got to do? And let's be real honest about it. Let the man go. Do what he does best and pay him his money. Don't worry, Philadelphia. I'm coming to y'all next. And then we're going to get into a little bit of, you know, a, a shocking discovering out of uh out of the chicago today you know we're gonna get into why mitchell trubisky was um benched and nick Foles was named the starter after the qb turned around a comeback win in the last game that they played but we're gonna switch gears here a little bit we're gonna start talking about you know, um, the Philadelphia Eagles and how they're looking this year. And, you know, we, we want to understand why the accidental woes are coming to Philadelphia, though. But we're going to take a brief, brief commercial break, and we'll be right back with more of the Real Sports Show, everybody. Hey, y'all. It's Tony. I'm here today to tell you about my small business called Financially Tone. Financially Tone provides bookkeeping services to small service-based businesses who are looking to free themselves from the stress and confusion of dealing with the books on their own and who want to devote more time to other things like growing their business, traveling, or spending time with their family. We provide full bookkeeping services, which includes accounts receivable, accounts payable, payroll. We also provide cleanup services and QuickBooks setup. If you're interested, please reach out to us and let us know how we can help. You can reach us on our website at financiallytone.com. You heard it here first on The Realest Sports Show. All right, everybody, we're back live in this, on the this show. I want to thank our um, commercial break person, Miss Tony. You know, she's doing a bookkeeper business out there. If y'all need y'all books uh, looked at. Y'all need some uh, stuff looked over, your numbers looked over, go talk to her and go holler at her business. Everybody, please go do it. It's something that is good, something that is positive. Your business needs some running and you need somebody to check your numbers for you. Make sure your numbers is going great. Go check that out, everybody. Go check out our bookkeeper business um, and let's keep it rolling. So I told y'all on the last, I told y'all after the last segment, after the, before the commercial break that we're going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles here a little bit. You know, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz. I'm, um, I'm looking at it, and it 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 it's not looking too good out there in in Philadelphia, and the Eagles will be out without Deshaun Jackson after he just hurt 
a hamstring, has a hamstring injury. And it just seems as though Deshaun Jackson has just gone down the drain a lot. And he's hyped up in one game, but then he's going down another game. Hyped up again, then getting injured the next game. Hyped up again. Every year is the same thing for me, and it, it, it just doesn't look good for him. Doesn't look too good for him, and I hope and wish him the best of recovery. Um, as far as Philadelphia is concerned, right now, you're ranked 24th in total, yard, in total yards. You're ranked 24th in offense, 27th in passing yards. Rushing yards are not too bad. You're ranked 17th, which is kind of horrible still, though. But, yeah, points on the board, you're ranked 27th. And third down percentage, you're ranked ninth. You do good on third down percentages. Um, as far as defense goes, you're ranked sixth in total yards in defense. Passing yards, you're ranked sixth. Tenth in rushing yards. Points allowed, 23rd. Third down percentage, sixth. This team is on a losing streak right now. And they need to get those percentages you know, they need to work on those percentages. They need to work on these next two games if they think they got a shot at winning this division. They have San Francisco coming up next week. And on October 4th, they play an 8.20 game, 8.20 p.m. game against the San Francisco 49ers who are playing without George Kittle and a lot of other their player and um, another player on their defense who was an outstanding player on their defense. I can't think of his name right now. Everybody don't, please don't call me out for it. But San Francisco is playing with pretty much backups in this game. Philadelphia is going to San Francisco for this game. And, you know, the biggest thing, if Philadelphia can start off strong in this game, I do believe they can come back and win. they can win this game. Not come back and get a score on the board. I mean, get a... a they can get a W in their win column in this game if they play the game right. If they do the things that they need to do, work on their third down percentages and work on some of their passing yards, this team could be phenomenal. Even though they're playing with a little few backup, they're playing with some backup players, it's still scary and it's still a, a, a long season ahead of us for Philadelphia, though, but... I think they can manage to get the job done and turn the season around a little bit and at least go eight and eight. Maybe, if anything, five and something, five and whatever. But at the end of the day, I, I just don't see, you know, how they're going to manage to win these next games. I still don't see what's going on in Philadelphia, though, but I will have my, uh Another football analyst coming in and tell us about their football team, the Washington. I mean, not the Washington. I'm sorry, everybody. Tell us about how they feel about the Philadelphia Eagles going forward. And, you know, we'll get that man on the show later on down the road, everybody. All right. So enough about Philadelphia. You know, I've been talking about the NFC East. Everybody, if you are just to, well, for the people that are, Listening to the show, we just got finished talking about the NFC East a little bit, though. And it's not looking too good for y'all. Not looking too good for us. It's not looking too good. Not really. All right, everybody, I'm going to switch topics up here a little bit, though. We're going to talk about them basketball teams. 
We're gonna talk about a little basketball here. Um, Doc Rivers. Doc, um, uh, uh, good head coach, got a good head on his shoulders. You know, um, I would love to see him come back as a head coach for somebody else, though, but I don't know where he will end up at next year for a team going on for next year or this season coming up. I don't know where he would land at. But Doc has stepped down as the Clippers head coach. As of today, five hours ago, he stepped down as the Clippers head coach. And it it just, I don't think it was just really working out there in, in the Clippers hometown right now. But he says, I thank you, Clipper Nation, for allowing me to be your coach and for all your support in helping make this a winning franchise. When I took this job, my goals were to make this a winning basketball program, a free agent destination, and bring a championship to this organization, Rivers wrote. While I was able to accomplish most of my goals, I won't be able to see them all through. Though it was a disappointing ending to our season, you are right there. You are right there, and I know what this team is capable, capable of accomplishing with your support, the statement continued. You know, um, Doc Rivers has received a lot of criticism for the last game of the season. Critics were pegging the Clippers as a legitimate championship contenders after acquiring superstars Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in this postseason. This fr- the franchise still hasn't made a conference finals appearance in its 50th year history. Wow. That says a lot, everybody. That says a lot about this team. And Rivers had uh, two years remaining on his contract per sources. So, before I introduce, you know, this, uh, the NBA Finals two teams, let's talk about this team for a minute, the LA Clippers for a minute. Who, which indeed everybody was saying they were contenders for the championship this year. Um, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, their tandem was pretty good, but neither one of them showed up in the last game of the se- of the last game of their of their season in this playoff run that they had. Uh, I believe that the Denver Nuggets outweighed them when they started coming back three games down from being three down to one. When they started making their comeback, they were down 3-1 and made a phenomenal comeback to win the entire series with their backs up against the ropes, putting the Clippers' backs up against the ropes, and they could not hold on to a lead at all, period, in this game, in the last game of the season for them, for the Clippers. Now, do I say that the the Denver Nuggets had a better team than the Clippers? On paper, no. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George put together, they should have been dominating together. This is a duo that can do a lot of different things together. But is it the right chemistry there? Is it the right mix in there? Can Paul George get over his his whopping playoffs woes and get out his own way and start creating in the postseason? Creating shots creating post moves, go down in the dribble and dunk on some people a little bit, play basketball in the in the playoffs. 
Kawhi Leonard, we saw what you did last year, and you were NBA champion last year with a Toronto team that was already put together that just couldn't get past LeBron James. They acquired you. You owe them nothing. You really do. You owe them nothing. You owe the city of Toronto not a damn thing. Not a damn dollar, not a damn dime, not an ounce of whatever you gave them. You gave it to them. You gave them their first championship. You came to the Clippers in a hot, I mean, a hot Western conference. You left the uh, San Antonio Spurs to go out east, and you where you could have stayed out east and still kept going on your run, but you decided to come out west again in the hot west where there's teams out here that are very, very competitive, where the East is about to be very competitive come next season, though, when you got Kyrie Irving and you got the doggone bulldog that's coming out of this East, which his name is Kevin Durant on this Brooklyn team who made it in the playoffs this year, though, but they were unsuccessful in the playoffs, of course. But come next year, we might be talking about a different story. Milwaukee sucked this year because they got put out of the they got put out of the playoffs this year, and they were a fan favorite to win this year. And by any means, they were a fan favorite to win in the East this year. They were a fan favorite to win in the East. Nobody thought that the East was going to be. I mean, nobody thought that Milwaukee was going to get put out of the East so quickly. They didn't get put out the first round. They got put out by the second round. It's all about the hunger that you have. It's all about the, 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 the growing pains that you get when you're hungry for a championship ring so badly. And that's what the Denver Nuggets was hunting for. They're in hunting season right now. They couldn't get the job done in the, in the Western Conference Finals, but they were hungry enough to make it there. I don't believe that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are hungry enough to go win it all or take it from this team that LeBron James has put together, Anthony Davis, all on the same team. I don't think they're that hungry, but they're damn sure hungry. They're hungry, but they're not that damn hungry. Kawhi Leonard coming off a championship ring and coming off a championship ring. Paul George, who's never tasted and NBA Finals a day in his career. The hunger has to be there for a championship. The, 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 the practice that comes about, the practices, you got to be there. The games, you got to play in them. You got to build your body up. You got to endure the pain to get to the NBA Finals because it's, it's not an easy road to get there. And it's damn sure not going to be an easy road next year to get back to there. It's not. And the thing about that is, is though, we don't look at it that way. We look at these two players as star players on a team that's supposed to be groundbreaking. That is supposed to be the top-notch crew that's supposed to wipe out everybody. And we didn't see that in this game. We didn't see that. So, Doc, I wish you well going forth in your coaching career. 
whatever team that you might sign to or whatever team that you go on to, I wish you well in your next team. But for these Clippers, though, y'all lost a good man, and y'all could have had it. Y'all could have had it this year. You could have had it. Could have been in the Western Conference this year, and you could have been playing seven games in this, in this league this year. Another seven is all you needed probably. Another seven is probably what it would have took to get, you know, um, where you wanted to go. Another seven. But let me introduce the teams that are coming up for this year's NBA Finals. My L.A. Lakers. <laughs> and LeBron James's former team, the Miami Heat. How would this series go down? How would this series come about? Hmm. Everybody called into the gentleman's sweep already this year for the Miami Heat. They're calling that they're going to get a gentleman's sweep by the L.A. Lakers to the Miami Heat. Now, if memory serves me correctly, I don't think the Heat went down this year without a fight. I don't believe that it's going to be a gentleman's sweep. I think Jimmy Butler and them boys, even though they're not going to try to, even though they're not going to run over LeBron James' freight train with Anthony Davis and Rondo playing playoff basketball and playoff defense coming about in these in these finals. You know, they've been playing great defense throughout this whole entire season. I mean, not so great, but out this entire playoff run, they've been playing tremendous defense, though. But like I said, though, the Lakers, Heat, I, I, I kind of predicted it already. And, you know, um, but breaking news, though, everybody, before I continue about this NBA Finals, the Tampa Bay Lightning wins their second Stanley Cup by beating the Dallas Stars in six games. They are there in one in game six. Like I said, everybody, they beat and they won in game six of the Stanley Cup Finals. They are new Stanley Cup champions. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning in winning the Stanley Cup, everybody. I want to say congratulations to that hockey team. That hockey team deserved it. They played like champions all year long. They were doing the damn thing. They were swapping out. They were doing everything they had to do to win the Stanley Cup this year. My hat goes off to them. And I wish them the best as they celebrate their Stanley Cup championship ring that they're going to be getting this year, uh, next season. I appreciate that. You know, that, that was a good team this year. My uh, Capitals couldn't do it this year, though. But, hey, it is what it is. We'll come back next year with a new general manager of the team. And hopefully we can make something happen next year. Um, but back to these NBA Finals. Which starts September 30th, everybody. September 30th at 9 p.m. The NBA Finals will commit. Uh, will start. Lakers will have home court the first two games. The Heat will go back to their court in the in the next in uh after the Lakers two games October 4th through the 6th. It'll be in Miami. Not really Miami though, but they'll be in the bubble Miami, and they will have home court. I'm just saying this. Jimmy Butler is hungry. Jimmy Butler is about to get his first taste of the NBA Finals. Jimmy Butler is about to get 
exactly what he has been tasting for in these NBA finals. He's about to get a taste of a real true team that is going that he's going up against. Not saying anything about the Boston Celtics because they put up a hell of a fight. I wouldn't have mind seeing Boston versus the uh, Lakers again, but I didn't want to see a sweep of the Boston Celtics this year. I didn't want to see a sweep. No, because when I watched the Lakers and the Boston Celtics go up against each other in a in a game battle, it was always competitive. It was always thrilling. You never know who was going to pull it out. And the last man that pulled it out was Kobe Bryant. And he did it back in 2009-2010 season. The 2010 season when he won his last, his last NBA championship game in 2010. And like I said before, and I'll say this again, you know, when I watch a Boston Celtics and a Lakers game, I want to see the fire. I want to see the tenacity because these two teams really do hate each other. And I love it to death. I really do. This is the biggest rivalry in NBA history, and I really do enjoy watching it from the Bird to the Magic Johnson, from uh, Jerry West and their Boston Celtics, I mean, Jerry West and the Lakers going up against the Boston Celtics in their time frame, down to Kobe Bryant and uh, Paul Pierce, Rondo, Big Baby, Kendrick Perkins, um, all of them. On the, Kevin Garnett, all of them on one team, just battling it out. That you could see the fights go on in the game, how competitive the game was, and I think that we're gonna get a good game series this year with the Lakers and Miami Heat. Um, they're already calling the gentleman's sweep. I say the Miami Heat get about two games in, and that'll be about it. But already everybody knows that I want my Lakers to win the finals this year I want the Lakers to host up that championship trophy and that championship ring and LeBron James deserves to be finals MVP this year because he went 38 14 and 10 in the last game that he played in against the Denver Nuggets and he took the game over and he said this game is done tonight the shit is done tonight and I give a big ups to LeBron because he closed it out in six games I mean in five games Hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. I really used to didn't like LeBron that much. But this year is something special this year. It's something special this year, and it's for something of a special reason. They're doing it for Kobe Bryant. They're really doing it for Kobe Bryant this year, and I really enjoy that, and I really appreciate that. You know, if they win this championship, it was for Kobe Bryant this year, and... You know, the legacy will always continue with Kobe Bryant. The legacy will always continue with this Laker team with Magic I mean, Magic Johnson, Jerry West, and Kobe Bryant being on, a, on, a Laker, on the Lakers' Mount Rushmore going forward. You know, I want to see LeBron James put his stamp in Laker history by going up against a competitor like the Miami Heat and uh, Jimmy Butler and them boys. I want to see this game become competitive. I want to see the game become very, very intense on this court. I want to see the best man win this finals game this year, the finals this year. But everybody, um, like I said, everybody, I want to just thank y'all for listening to the show tonight, this morning, or whenever y'all listening to it. I thank y'all for 
supporting the show for the past two se- three seasons now. Th- I mean, two seasons, I should say, really two. But I want to thank y'all. Please keep commenting on the show. Please keep showing your love for the show. Please keep out there just hitting that support button, you know, dropping your 99 cent off or doing what you got to do. But um, let's enjoy the football season while we got it this year. Let's enjoy the basketball season. Let's enjoy the hockey season. Let's keep continuing growing from, you know, when we didn't have playoffs, when we didn't have a baseball season, when we didn't have anything to watch for the past six months. And I also want to set up here and say, we still want justice for Breonna Taylor, everybody. We still need justice for her. Um, we still need justice for all the all the people that were shot and killed by police officers this year. Um, my heart still goes out to the families out there. That, you know what I mean? Black lives still matter, and we will always continue to matter. I appreciate the NFL, the NBA. And everybody that's out there supporting the end racism out there, you know, we need to start. We need to start and look at ourselves, and we need to really, you know, show up. We need to show up and show out, and we really need to be able to end racism around the world today, especially in America, because racism really needs to end, and racism needs to stop. It's too many people dying in the streets. It's too many people getting shot by cops. And no justice has been served to nobody. You know, um, George Floyd continue to say their names in peace. May they all rest in peace and continue to rest in peace for knowing that their justice will be taken care of that the Justice Department gets their acts together and we actually win some justice. We get some justice. We win some justice. You know, um, also, everybody, I want y'all to stay tuned to tomorrow night's, Tuesday night's debate, the presidential debates. Please get out there and vote, vote, and vote some more. Vote. Vote until you can't vote no more. Continue to vote. Just vote, everybody. This presidential election is coming up. And we need all the votes that we can get for Joe Biden. I'm a no, I'm nominating Joe Biden for the, my political party, the Democratic Party. We need Joe Biden to win. And even if you are, um, just vote, period, everybody. Regardless of who you vote for, just vote. Vote and continue to vote. Get your peoples involved to vote. We need more voters out there, everybody. We just need people to vote. But, everybody, I'm signing off right now. Y'all been a great audience. I'm Mark, a.k.a. The Vet, and y'all heard another edition of the Riddle Sports Show, everybody. Thank y'all for tuning in to another edition of the Riddle Sports Show. Remember, everybody, get out there and vote, everybody, please. Just vote. And I'll see y'all. I'll talk to y'all later on another edition of the Riddle Sports Show.
and we out.